Hello, everybody, and welcome to Iceberg to Go, your daily dose of Pittsburgh Penguins news and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from. The Penguins fell by a final score of 2 to nothing yesterday, and if you didn't stay up to join the Midnight Owls Club in watching this one, you would say, all right, well, 2 to nothing, they just weren't good enough on offense. That wasn't necessarily the story. At least through the first 40 minutes of that game, the Penguins... They created a lot of offense. They created a lot of opportunities. They got a lot of shots on goal, and they made sure that Philip Grubauer saw a lot of rubber in the first and second periods. Now, the biggest issue with that is a lot of that was coming from the point with nobody in front of the net. I talked about that on the Iceberg Recap. I think the quality of opportunities could have been higher, but at the end of the day, they looked good. That is the main takeaway is, through 40 minutes, they looked like a good hockey team. They might not have been able to score the goals, they might not have been able to create the grade A opportunities, but they looked like the better hockey team on the ice through the first and second periods yesterday. And a big reason for that was the performance of their second forward line. Evgeny Malkin, Drew O'Connor, and Valtteri Pustinen. They looked, once again, good especially those three for, I think, the third consecutive game that they've been deployed with each other, it looks like it's a pretty good third line. And that's huge for a multitude of reasons. For one thing, Evgeny Malkin, we all know how much he has struggled at points this season. Part of that, yes, is due to the fact that he's 37 years old, and at times, he plays like he's 37 years old. He plays like father time is coming for him. And that is completely understandable. And there is frustration that comes with that for people that have watched him throughout his career play at such a high level and to see him not be able to reach that level on certain nights. I get it. It's frustrating. But some of that is also due to a lack of consistency on his wings. Evgeny Malkin has cycled through a bevy of winger groupings this season. We heard Mike Sullivan a couple days ago say that Lars Eller might lead the league in line mates. If Lars Eller leads the league in line mates, Evgeny Malkin cannot be far behind. Malkin has had a lot of different combinations play next to him this season, including a $10 million combo of Riley Smith and Ricard Raquel that just didn't work. Flat out didn't work. And that was plan A for the Penguins this season was, hey, Riley Smith for a third round pick in the summer, $5 million cap hit. Perfect. Staple got him to Evgeny Malkin. And they did for a large portion of the season, and it worked in the first 10 games. After that, Riley Smith fell off a cliff in which he has yet to scale back up. Ricard Raquel, as we've seen over the last couple of seasons, is at his best when he's playing with Sidney Crosby. When he's not with Crosby, he's an entirely different player. So neither of those two wingers that were plan A for Evgeny Malkin worked out. And outside of that, he's had a whole laundry list of guys up and down his wing, including Matthew Phillips last week. Matthew Phillips, a guy that has one career NHL goal, was playing along the line with Evgeny Malkin. That was thought to be an answer, and it just didn't work out. Now he's a healthy scratch. But when you watch over the last couple of games what Malkin has been able to do with Valtteri Pustinen and Drew O'Connor, it seems like he finally has a duo that has the ability to bring out the best in Evgeny Malkin. That trio this season together has accounted for 66% of the shot attempts at 5-on-5, 5 5, 69% of the actual shot share at 5-on-5, 5 5, 
percent of the expected goals. They've outchanced opponents 22 to 8, 12 to 1 in high danger chances, and they have not been able to capitalize too much. They're outscoring opponents 2 to 1, but everything outside of that finish, which is a huge problem for the Penguins in its entirety, looks very good for the second line. There were points this season where it looked like it was the first line and nobody else for the Penguins. So getting this type of production, getting this type of performance out of that second line is very important for the Penguins heading into what needs to be a very spectacular march to salvage this season. Now, do I think that this is a long-term solution for Evgeny Malkin? Obviously, Drew O'Connor and Valtteri Pustin, and both on the younger side of things, both have low cap hits, so it would be easier to keep them around. So is it a long-term solution? Probably not. Not unless one of O'Connor or Pustinen drastically improves finishing, and of the two, I would assume that Valtteri Pustinen is the more likely to do that because he has the better shot. But at the end of the day, what we saw in Seattle was the best Evgeny Malkin we've seen since the opening week of this season. The Penguins need that version of him. Specifically, the rest of this season. It'd be nice to get that version of him for the remainder of his contract, the remainder of his career, but that might be a little much to ask. They need that version of him for these final 25 games of the season. Or at the very least, they need some version of Malkin that at least looks like that. We haven't seen that in a long time. Now, doing it consistently is another question, but seeing the gallop that Malkin had, seeing his ability to take over shifts like he was yesterday with the help of Pustin and with the help of O'Connor, it's something that the Penguins are starving for. Crosby can try to put the team on his back as much as he wants, and last night was another prime example. The Penguins used two different power play units. Crosby was on both of them. He can try to put the team on his back as much as he can, but if Evgeny Malkin can just start to chip in, and that line, not just Evgeny Malkin, but that line in its entirety can start to chip in the way that they have over the last couple of games, the Penguins are going to be sitting in a much better position to try to make this miraculous comeback into a playoff position. Moving forward, they need better options for Malkin, I would think. When you go into the offseason, if you're Kyle Dubas, that has to be high on your priority list. You need to find wingers for Evgeny Malkin, especially... It's going to be harder if you lose a Jake Gensel because then you need to find wingers for Crosby and Malkin, but it is much harder to find somebody for Evgeny Malkin, somebody that's going to be able to unlock Evgeny Malkin than it is going to be to find somebody that can play with Sidney Crosby. Just look at what we've seen this season. Riley Smith, it's too early to tell how he's performed with Crosby. I guess he's been okay, but Ricard Raquel is a perfect example. Dom Simone, if you go back into the Penguins' recent history, is a perfect example. Evan Rodriguez is a perfect example. He was okay with Malkin. He was much better with Sidney Crosby. And that's not saying just because Crosby's better than Malkin. It's saying because they play a different style. It takes different aspects to be able to succeed on their wing. You need to find better options for Evgeny Malkin. Options that are going to be able to finish the opportunities that he creates in the offensive zone. I'm not saying that can't be either of O'Connor or Pustinen. They've shown that they have a place in this league, and they're going to be a huge part of the Penguins' move towards youth in the future. Pustin might be a top-six winger for the Penguins moving forward. Drew O'Connor came into this season. We were hoping that he could solidify himself 
just as an everyday NHLer, maybe even at best as a third liner. He's proven that he can handle top six minutes. But I think we can all agree, if the Penguins are at their best, Drew O'Connor is creating havoc on the third line with Lars Eller. That was the duo that came into the season. That was the initial, as I mentioned, plan A for Malkin. That was the plan A for the third line, was Drew O'Connor, Lars Eller, and whoever will actually work on the right side. That was a crapshoot earlier in the season, but we don't need to get into that. So maybe if you can get somebody to play that left side for Malkin next year, you can get O'Connor as a very, very good third liner instead of a guy that's trying to prove himself as a second liner. And maybe Valtteri Pustinen grows. Maybe those chances start going in the back of the net. The process has been there, and I think we've all seen that since he's been recalled, since that brief little stint back to Wilkes-Barre, he is looking more and more comfortable, and he's creating more and more opportunities on the ice at 5-on-5. So maybe this is finally the time that it's clicked for Pustinen, and he becomes one of those steady wingers for Evgeny Malkin going over through the remainder of this season and into next season, which would be great. It saves Kyle Dubas a lot of headache if he's able to say, hey, we know we at least have this one guy that's going to be able to succeed with Evgeny Malkin, and that's not a hole that we have to worry about filling. Not to mention, that's a hole we don't have to worry about filling for over $2 million, which is probably the bare minimum you're going to spend on a top six winger if you have to get him in free agency. So it seems like they finally found some line mates for Evgeny Malkin. It's been a good stretch. The four games before last night, Evgeny Malkin had a four-game point streak with four assists. The four games before last night, Valtteri Pustinen had a four-game point streak with a goal and three assists. And before last night, Drew O'Connor came into it with three goals and one assist in his last four games. So they're starting to produce, certainly more than they have throughout the remainder of the season, especially if you're looking at a guy in Drew O'Connor who scored three goals in three games for the first time in his career. You're looking at Valtteri Pustinen, and you're starting to see him collect points on a more regular basis. It's a good thing for the Penguins. Now, the end result was a loss last night, but you look at the way that they're able to perform more often than not. When they perform like that, they're going to make a positive impact on a game, and they're going to keep the Penguins in the positive, on top, in these games. You just got to finish. That's the biggest thing. You just got to finish, and that's a problem holistically with the Penguins, not just with this second line. But I've liked what I've seen so far, and I'm excited to see what they're able to do going forward, and I'm even more excited to see in this next week, because we're one week away from the trade deadline. I almost made an entire episode without saying those two words, but we're one week away from the NHL's trade deadline. Which top six wingers are still going to be on this team in eight days, whenever March 9th rolls around? Because... Even if it's three of the four of them, I would say that you have to stick with Pustin and O'Connor going forward, at least until the wheels fall off here. Because as of right now, if they can pull out that side of Evgeny Malkin that we saw on Thursday night, I don't think there's any debate as to who should stay on that line the remainder of the season. I've liked what I've seen, and certainly it's nice to see some younger players step up in the top six for the Penguins. It's been a while since we've been able to say that, but kudos to Pustin and kudos to O'Connor. A lot of work still to be done for the Penguins. A lot of work still to be done for those players in particular. But we're trending in the right direction with some of these guys. And that is at this point of the season when a lot of us, myself included, think the playoffs are a long shot. Getting some positive vibes, some positive impact from players that you can count on next season is a nice little feather in the cap. Not the end-all be-all, 
but a nice feather in the cap nonetheless. That's going to do it for this episode of Iceberg to Go. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And remember, you can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from.